Uh, hey, this is uh, Andrew Samuelson uh, with Ben Ames here. We are here uh, talking a little about being a musician with a day job. Uh, yeah, so we've got some things we want to talk about. Uh, I guess start start off like how we found music and why it's important to us. Yeah. Um, so you know, just like any other kid, I was I did piano lessons. You know. Yeah, as me a too. Kid. And. Not gonna lie, I hated it. Oh yeah, at the start it was the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, cause it, it was just like you know all those little like childish kind of gimmicky songs, um, and I was just I wasn't for it, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was for it whenever I'd go to those like festivals and be like a little diva show off and like, ooh, look at me, I yeah. play piano. Yeah. But like other than that, it was just like, like I in elementary it. school, like. I was the bomb in my, in my music <laughs> class. I was good. Uh, and I, re I remember uh, my parents would make me practice like about half an hour a day. Mm -hmm. And I would like cut it down to like 20 minutes as many times as I could. Right, and I'd right. be like, I'm done and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I remember there being a point uh, a few years after I started piano lessons where it started getting fun. Okay. Like I just started like, instead of it being a chore and having to practice every day, I would find music that I would really enjoy playing and then I would just play that and practice that mm -hmm. and it that's when it switched for me right so for me actually I just kind of uh, so being a military brat I moved a lot so I moved from Virginia to Germany and for the year year and a half that I lived there just didn't take any piano lessons right mm -hmm. just wasn't something I was interested in and then I moved back to or then I moved from Germany to Oklahoma, mm. and it was uh, there I had to choose between, I think it was band and a computer science class. Ah. And I was like, I don't want to take a computer science class. Yeah. Like, I know how to type, right? right? Um, I'll take band. Now, at this point, I didn't know what band was. I thought it was literally a rock band situation. <laughs> and... Boy, were you in for a twist. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I'll play drums just like my dad. And they look at me and they're like, uh, no, you're going to play trumpet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. And let me tell you, for the first two years I played trumpet, I was the absolute worst. Yeah. Um, but slowly after that, after I got kind of reintroduced to it, begrudgingly, um, I kind of started falling more and more in love with music. You know, yeah. I went from kind of doodling around with the trumpet to picking up the piano a little bit more. Mm. Um, I think it was after the ninth grade, I started doing theater and mm. then choir followed and it just kind of started with a very stupid decision that made me go head first and right. fall absolutely in love with it. And I've always been a, a choir guy and I, I kind of wish I joined band to learn some other instrument mm -hmm. besides voice and piano. But, uh, growing up I was always like in theater and in choir and stuff. Like, right. I was in my, my first production in the fifth grade. I was uh, Winthrop in The Music Man okay, at, my, yeah. at my brother's high school. And that was my first experience with theater and performing and whatnot. And that was really how I got started. But of course, music is way prevalent in my family. My grandfather was an opera singer and professor of music at Indiana University for like wow. 30 years. Okay, yeah. And fantastic guy. I passed away a couple of years ago, but I just... And now I'm the most educated in music in my family, and so... Mm -hmm. If they want to look to me for music, they have to look to me, which is a little weird being <laughs> 20 years old and a leader in music for my family. That, that's way cool. That's way cool. 
um, in my family, uh, my dad is pretty musical, mm-hmm. except we have got two very different styles yeah. of music. Um, so he is the very kind of like hard rock metal head. Right. Like, uh, he got an eight-string guitar recently, and he just loves shredding on that mm. thing, right? And don't get me wrong, like, growing up around that as a kid, like, I've got such an affinity for bands like Iron Maiden, Linkin oh, Park. right. And so... I think we all had a phase like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like I know I did in, like, ninth grade. Yeah, emo, seventh to ninth grade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but as I kind of grew older, my taste has kind of shifted from that and um like hard classic rock metal two more it went to um pop for a phase uh i was really into like philip phillips Mm. and um kind of more folky stuff yeah to theater to jazz and now i'm kind of in this weird funk phase where that's uh, that's where i'm at i'm really i'm, I'm between like jazz and funk right now mm-hmm. and it is just the most fun phase that i've gone through it oh, is, absolutely it's so groovy and i'd like there's a couple songs that if i just listen to i get a hard stank face when i'm listening <laughs> to it <laughs> i like i just have to like move my head and like oh, yeah. move around and it's great you know it, it's crazy there's just some songs you know that will literally move you, not just emotionally, yeah. but like make you like get up and yeah. dance and stuff. Like even if it's just tap your foot yeah. or like tap your hand, it's crazy yeah. how music has that effect on us. Good stuff, man. Yeah, and I think that's why it's such a shame. Here, excuse me. <laughs> I think that's why it's such a shame that. Um. You know. A lot of people see music as this, I either make it or I don't, mm, kind yeah. of thing. Um, have you, like, ever seen that as ju- just me being crazy, or... No, I've seen some like that. Not too many specific examples that I can think of mm-hmm. right now, but yeah. yeah I, I don't know, I just, um... It, it's weird, you know? Because uh, we're in college for yeah. music, like, we're studying music. Right. But... Does that take any value away from the people who just have, like, a little setup in their garage? And right, like, right. You know, like, my dad, he's got this whole little setup. Um, and he's been setting up for maybe 10, 15 years, just accumulating drums, guitars, right. uh, microphones, all that jazz. And why should my experience going to a... Uh, music school mm-hmm. and looking for a like kind of career in music be any more valuable than his experience in music, right and it know? shouldn't i mean it's it's two very different approaches i think uh my brother uh one of my brothers wants to uh pursue like musical theater and stuff mm-hmm. and he uh i've really been encouraging him to go to school and he's kind of been back and forth about it for a while i think right. he wants to now but like some people like some people are just naturally really talented with that kind of thing. Oh, and absolutely. maybe school isn't necessarily the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. But I think there's such a value in being able to learn and grow in an educational environment like this. I know I've improved a ton as a musician since I've been here. Absolutely. Uh, just in the past couple semesters, I think my musicality and particularly my voice has become mm-hmm. a lot more um, adaptable to different styles of singing. Right, right. 
See, I wish I took choir here. Yeah. I find myself in an inter interesting predicament while singing. Because, uh, you know, uh, I grew up choir and theater, mm. right? Two very different styles yeah. of singing. Yeah. Uh, choir, it's more kind of, you know, not wall back in the throat, kind mm. of, but you'll have, you know, just kind of more, I don't know, uh, just kind of, I'd say this kind of direction with just. Right. Ever so slight amount of front. Right. Theater, it's all front. Oh, it's, like, all, it's all. It's all nasal. It's all E. Yeah, um, I feel that, yeah. And, and so I find this, uh, I'm in this weird place vocally right now where I'm having a hard time finding the true tone of my voice. Right. Because sometimes I want to sing like more choral-like. Right. And sometimes I want to sing more um, nasally-like. And I'm sure my roommates hate me because... I'll just be sitting there in front of my microphone going, <laughs> trying try to find try to, the perfect tone. Yeah, you know? and like, like resonance just, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something that I really struggled with for a few semesters was uh, primarily I've been in a jazz choir here on campus, mm -hmm. uh, and it's been wonderful. I've absolutely loved it. Uh, but at the same time, I've been taking like classical voice lessons yeah. from teachers, and so and it was really hard for me to be able to take those two very different styles of singing and apply what I've learned from both to the other. Mm -hmm. uh, and so for a while there, I was just kind of in this limbo of not being able to sing either very particularly well. <laughs> yeah. And it sucked. Uh, but I think just this past semester, uh, I was in the Collegiate Singers, which is yes. classical singing. And I was able to apply everything that I've learned in the classical lessons. Uh, I was able to apply that every weekday. Okay, and nice. so it really, it really helped me figure out my classical voice, and then on the side, I've just been like having fun and like, like scatting and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's been really fun. I've uh, the, the technique that I learned from the classical singing is absolutely applied in in this jazz choir that I've been in, and it, it's really helping me figure out my voice and mm -hmm. and being able to again like adapt to these different styles of singing. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So we're both songwriters. Yeah. Right. Uh. How would you say, like, from all, like, how would you say your experience with music has affected the way you songwrite? Oh, I never was really, not that I didn't like jazz before high, before I came here to school, mm -hmm. uh, but in high school I hadn't really had that much exposure to it. Yeah. And so after I came here, I think, uh, after being in a vocal union, the jazz choir, I a lot of my thoughts musically have become more jazz-like in okay. a sense and so I've been experiencing a lot more of that in my compositions and stuff okay uh, and and some more funk along with that too. yeah 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 so what so like when you sit down at a piano or at a guitar what, right what's the first thing you usually do it is there like a certain method you've got or do you just kind of like noodle around until you find a little gold nugget. A lot of what I've done with my compositions and songs and whatnot has just been like messing around with different chords, seeing what works, and having gone through the music theory classes, that helps a lot more to experiment and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then I also n understand what I'm doing on the piano mm -hmm. and stuff. So I usually just mess around for a little while and see what I like and different progressions and whatnot. And right. when I find something that works really well, I try to elaborate on that and see what I can do. and. It usually works pretty well for me. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, watching this uh, channel, Quarter Digital, and right. one of the um, uh, one of the co-directors on there. He's also like the film score that like 
mm. works for them. And, right. he was re- and he released an album a little while ago, and he was talking about like how he approached it, and it was something I really liked. Um, he, he was talking about how uh, he would find these little ideas that he really liked, and he'd come up with, um, and it was 85 in- 85% inspiration, Mm. where he was like, okay, I've got an idea for this part, this part, and this part. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the last 15% engineering. Mm. Right? And I think that's why uh, music theory is so important, yeah. right? Um, and don't get me wrong, you can do so many things without knowing music right. theory. Like the Beatles, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there one of the Beatles that just didn't know how to read sheet music? I, I don't or, know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that's one of those like Facebook facts. I think, I think or... Ringo taught himself how to play the drums. Okay. And that's why he played a little weird and would lead with the left hand and stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that, that's why music theory is so important to me. Because not only the more music theory I know, the easier it is to noodle around and find mm. more interesting ideas like that. Right. But when I've got all these separate ideas that... I necess- can't necessarily connect with inspiration. Mm-hmm. And that's when the engineering part comes in and says, oh, you know, I can connect it using this, that, and that. Right. And then, um, and I, what people I don't think realize is songwriting is not all inspiration. No. You don't just wake up and suddenly you're like, oh, look at that. I've got a full four-minute song. Right. Um, verse, bridge, chorus. And it's ready to go. Yeah. I was talking to my dad the other day before I came back to school here, and uh, I was just saying how I kind of have needed to switch my mindset about music. Because mm-hmm. while I still love music and everything, I need to think of it more as work as I continue more and more, because that's what it's going to be for me. And yes. I, and so I need to be able to just, like, put it out when I need it to. Yeah. And also, like, uh, with writing music and stuff, uh, with the inspiration and stuff, there's been very few times. It's been a weird experience for me. Very few times I have actually heard music, like, in my own head. Okay, like, there was one yeah. night I was falling asleep, and I heard, like, these soprano voices, like, coming from, like, the heavens or something, <laughs> and, like, singing this line, and I was like, what is this? I've never heard this before. And I should, I was too tired to write it down, and I forget it now, and I'm so mad at myself for not writing it down. Because uh, yeah. it sounded so beautiful, and I, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't I, happen too often, but it does happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why having your music accessible mm. is a big, big thing. Yeah. I found, so uh, I take my laptop with me pretty much everywhere I go, right. like to work, home, and I, and, you know, during my days off, I'll plug it into my studio and right. it'll be there. But when the days I'm not working, one of the things I wanted to do, because I work nights, you know, wake up early in the morning right. and just noodle around on um, my piano and uh, just do some things, right? Well, with my laptop not there right. and in my bag, it's so dumb. But that little extra step of just taking my laptop out and plugging it into my interface and, like, setting everything up has been so detrimental mm. um, yeah. to my creative process. And, and I'm thinking, you know, if I just had it accessible, mm-hmm. right, 
then then what excuse would I have? Right. You know, I'd probably still find a way to be lazy. Oh, absolutely. But I think like... we all can do that. <laughs> uh, that. I think it's so important to, whenever I have an idea, to just record it on my phone. Because mm-hmm. uh, then I can, if I'm in a moment where I actually am feeling inspired to work on music, then then I can go back and look at what ideas I've had. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. But stay tuned for part two, which we will have eventually. Eventually. Uh, we may even be in the same clothes. Who may knows? Same clothes, <laughs> who knows? Anyways, uh, thanks for listening with us. And yeah. have a great day. <laughs> Peace.